Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Monday Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. I'm Don Maeda, and today uh, the four of us are in four separate places. Chase Curtis is home in Murrieta. Antonovich is home in Illinois. And uh, A-Ray is, I think you're in Miami, right? You're on your way to Punta Cana. Yeah, I'm in Miami. So, yeah, yeah, I'm in Miami right now. So, yeah, we are all over the map this weekend. Uh Chase and I were at the Mini Major East at Monster Mountain MX in, what was the town? Is it Montgomery, Chase? Montgomery, Alabama? Uh, no, uh, Tallahassee. Tallahassee, yeah, Tallahassee. Yeah. And uh, Anton was at Hangtown, and what were you doing, Ari? You were just home? Yeah, I was just at home, just hanging out. Ready for your vacation. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. spent some time with the dog, you know, like I'm about to be gone for the next couple of weeks, so again so uh yeah i figured i'd just stay home for a weekend you know so you're gone you're going to punta cana for two weeks no i'm going to punta cana for one week but then i gotta turn around and go straight to colorado to have my uh oh. second surgery on my wrist oh. nah, that's mm. not fun not fun at all not fun no so uh live it up while i can, <laughs> can you know and then have the shitty it's just it's just one another, it's another just surgery. one wrist though right it's not both again. yeah 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 well, yeah it's still yeah, i'm just kidding Blood alcohol levels too high? Oh, yeah, I should be fine. <laughs> Double fist but, while uh, you can, eh, Ray? <laughs> I, uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, I just it's a minor surgery. I think we just got to take all the pins out that are that are in the bones Yeah. right now, and then we should be good. Wow. So. Well, man, I'm wiped out. I'm sure you feel the same, Anton. You went to every single race in 2021. You're, you're a it road is. warrior. I love it. I, I was thinking about it uh, yesterday and Saturday, too, and I'm like, wow, dude, 29 races, uh, you know, extreme circumstances and everything, but it is such uh, it's such a personal accomplishment to do that, and I know a bunch of people do it, you know, all the mechanics, all the riders and stuff, but it, it is so fun. It mm-hmm. is so fun to do this every every single weekend. You know, Alex, you do it every week. It is, Don, you did it for years. It is so fun, you know, and all my friends are at the races and stuff like that, so it's cool. Do you think... Uh... Do you think it was easier, honestly, without fans in the pits? Because, I mean, I know fans are awesome, right? And they're the, the lifeblood that drives the sport. But when you're working in his media, it's kind of easier to get around the pits without having to dodge people. Yeah, it was. It was for sure. Uh, and then the times where there really were no fans, we couldn't make the most of the opportunity, you know, because we couldn't go talk to the teams and stuff like that, couldn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, but even in these last few, even in the last few weeks, uh, sometime in the middle of the summer, I kind of started testing the waters of what trucks I could go back into, you know, under the rig and then eventually like, you know, in the trailer or whatever. Um, and even that's been weird. Even that's been just kind of strange to, to see where I can and can't go and who allows you where and, and everything. And then when everybody got sick again, I kind of backed off because mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, want to be the one passing around to everybody's truck. So but it's been fun. It's been cool too, because I think even as riders and teams, after everybody kind of being on their own for a bit, that camaraderie of wanting to be around your friends that you see every weekend, uh, hanging out, going to the different rigs, even if you're in a different team shirt, like 
that's back. That's back in a mm-hmm. big way. Well, you could always go to the SGB rig, though. Not, always, always, always. I went that, around there a lot this year. Not that there yeah. is any great food there or anything. <laughs> we don't go. It's like uh, it's like Chuck E. Cheese. You don't go for the food. You go for the atmosphere. It's yeah. Like, Where the kids can oh, be yeah, a kid. <laughs> we have a fun group of guys over there, man. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know what? Even at, at Fox Raceway last weekend, I kind of went in wherever I wanted to. Especially for how was your weekend? I went upstairs in rigs and got stuff done and and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, what a what a weird uh, outdoors is a bit more outdoors is I guess a little bit more lenient than yeah. Supercross was. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Still, what a strange year it was. I mean, last year at the end of the season, we didn't think this year would be like this. You know, with all the restrictions still, and I, I just wonder about next year still going to be like that it's going to be worse um yeah and you can already tell that there are some people that are wondering what what the deal is going to be you know there were a lot of people that said see at anaheim but then there were also a lot of people that were like well we'll see where we ever have the first race at you know yeah so yeah we'll see how this goes but these next few months i think even um will be exciting we'll have so even though we don't have any racing going on you know no monster cup no anything like that there will still be enough time to go see everybody and kind of keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on in the sport yeah so the uh the schedule you know is out it's you know out with graphics and been announced and everything i mean is there really some doubt about the anaheim's races happening yeah uh there's there's doubt about you know all of it because who knows and you know not to turn this thing into the fucking covid talk center uh right off the rip but realistically it's going to come down to what venues allow us to come and under what restrictions Mm -hmm. uh that that's going to be the thing like felt can do whatever they want to do uh the ama you know they they're just there to hold the races with felt but if the venue says hey you guys have to do it this way that's the only way it gets to go it does not matter whose team you're on or what fan you are or whatever if the venue says you have to do it a certain way that's the way it's going to go or venues yeah and then there's talk of uh feld requiring some vaccines right have you heard anything about that on the team side area no i haven't i mean other than the stuff that i've seen like sort of on instagram um, i've been watching the news a little bit i guess like any staff over 100 people i guess yeah. have to have a like a vaccine or something but uh yeah i mean i don't know what that means for like the bigger bigger teams obviously but we're, we're a small group of teams yeah um so um, I feel like that might affect a lot of people differently. And I, I feel like, say, if they do, um, if they they do, I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of people that don't show up, right? Yeah, I think there's people that are quitting teams that are requiring vaccinations. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and and I think there will be other guys that are like, well, this is my chance. Like, there there are dudes already in the pits that have been like, hey, I have to get the vaccine because it's going to help my career later on. Like I'm just going to hop the paperwork hurdle now and just get it done with. Uh, there's other people that aren't going to, and we'll see what happens in these next. I mean, I think that's going to be the biggest thing overhead of these next three months. It's not who gets hurt or who this or who that, but with so many people within teams changing and then restrictions and requirements changing, that's going to be the, that could be like the big catalyst for everything going into next year. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, it just comes down to how, stubborn you are you know it's like if you're stubborn you don't want to get it and you know you probably won't have a job <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean 
Well, I mean, there's people. There's, I think there's two groups, right? There's people that are legitimately scared of the vaccine, and then there's other people that are like, yeah. my choice, my body. You can't make me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? but, yeah, that's understandable. I don't know. Anyhow, Hangtown mm. looked awesome. I was sitting in, uh, I was in, a, I was sitting in a Sunseeker watching the race on Peacock in Roger Larson's uh, uh, rented motorhome at the mini major watching the race and uh i guess the first thing you gotta talk about is jet lawrence and what a what a crazy day he had right like three crashes and two motos and kind of uncharacteristic but all the first two i think especially could have been bad especially that first one we high sided off that muddy lip and uh i don't know it's kind of crazy how weird shit happens in pressure situations yeah, and then I think the second one he got together with uh, Tyson Johnson, I think, what it was. Yeah. No, that was the second crash in the first month. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. But, jeez, man. Jet, Jet had a gnarly day. Yeah. I mean, hey, he pulled it off, right? Yeah, it's a good thing, that, good thing that the points lead was as big as it was, I think. But you could tell even, like, everybody that was watching uh, at the track and all that. When he went down in the first one, you were just like, oh, okay. And then he went pretty far down. And then the second time he fell, you could it just shifted the whole dynamic of the race. Like, even just as a guy standing next to the track, you could tell that everybody was just like, all right, where's he at? What's he doing? What's going on? Because on the flip side, Justin is checking out. You know, he got the whole shot. He threw a big, you know, whip over the finish or that first turn tabletop yeah. and just pulled away and to see how that was going you're just like holy shit this really is going to be a fight all the way down to the wire and and how is this kid going to handle it what are all these things that are going to happen and really that kind of threw a much needed spark into this into that day because after how checked out everybody was after iron man and then last week at fox raceway it kind of felt like everybody just was not excited to go to Hangtown, but then once Jet unfortunately started having his issues, then the excitement came back finally. Yeah. Do you think that's something uh, Lucas plans to maybe bring more excitement and more fans? Jet. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, some of those were a little bit so, like like Don said, that first one where he high sided. What what if he got at, the handlebars in his gut? That could have been terrible. Oh. Yeah. Like, and, and even at Hangtown, you know, in A-Ray, you can attest to this, how off-camber everything is there. Oh, that's yeah, where terrible. those mistakes happen. I mean, that's where yeah, those exactly. kinds of mistakes, it's just it's asking for them. I mean, like Trek prep, I mean, they talked about it a lot on the broadcast. Um, it looked quite different than any Hangtown I've ever seen since, like, stew on a 125. It was slick. It was dry. <laughs> uh, you know, like, everyone was sliding everywhere, trying to find – you know, some type of traction in some spots. Uh, they put a bunch of weird, like, doubles and, like, moguls and shit everywhere. I don't know. that. I mean, I don't know if I'd agree with that, but, I mean, the track looked very fast and racy. How yeah. was that, like, Anton, for you to, like, be on the side of the track? Was it, like, how hard-packed was it? Oh, it was hard-packed. It was really, really hard-packed. Like, um, that first tabletop at the end that's carved into the side of the hill so the second one that they do and when they come yeah, down this, yeah. they were pretty much wall riding on the bank that's there and it was concrete you know and then they they did that off camber turn and they went back down the hill and as the line pushed further out and further out 
you could just see the chatter bumps that just got collected and they're just, you know, California hard pack square edge. And then that, um, the pro section that they have at Hangtown where it's that big step up in the back where it's just like, you know, not the longest jump, but it's just, you jump vertically up that wall. Yeah. Second moto of the 450 class. That thing was so chewed up. Uh, a lot of guys were just like rolling it. Only the really fast, like top 10 dudes were trying to send it lap after lap. But I agree that that was a really, really slick, hard pack track. And you can even see in time qualifying how much it changed from the first session to the second session. It was prime time in those first first qualifiers. Uh, but the second one, it dried out a lot. They threw some water on it. It made it slick. And then everybody just kind of backed it down. And that's why you didn't see lap times improve. But it was brutal. Uh, it was definitely like a tough one to end the season. But I wouldn't say maybe the toughest track of all year. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, tough in the way that it was hard pack and slick. It was tough because it it made the potential for mistakes very high. Yeah. As and, we saw. I, and so I don't really know like how hot it was there because obviously I wasn't there, but it looked like they were putting a lot of water on the track in between motos. With it being yeah. that slick, it, yeah. you could go ass over tea kettle so fucking quick, dude. And I'll say this, like, for how dry it was, they did a very good job. Uh, that was by far everybody's biggest concern going into the week was like, oh, my God, you know, NorCal hasn't had rain in so long. And even driving up there, you could just see how dry the whole state is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was weird, though, because Thursday night I went outside of my car at like 10 o'clock at the hotel and it smelled like rain. I was like, whoa, you know, what happened? All night, Thursday night into Friday morning, it just dumped. And so the track crew at Hangtown got super fortunate with that unexpected shower because I think that really helped them. Uh, when I went to the track on Friday morning, the people that were racing amateur day, their bikes looked like full-blown mud bog bikes. Really? You know, that's, how, wow. that's how wet it got on Thursday night into Friday morning. And that helped on to Saturday because if, it, if they didn't get any rain, it would have been like just hard-packed blue groove everywhere, I think. Hmm. There's they- a lot of those rice holes out there, too. Like, they're everywhere. Rice holes. The rice holes produce better traction than wood chips. It looks yes, like it. Rice holes does. It makes it. It breaks the whole track up. I feel like, and it makes it a little bit softer and deeper. To where wood chips, you just put it on. You put it on top of freaking concrete, and and like all of the wood chips and everything. Whenever they water it, it just creates like the slickest shit ever. Okay, well, I'm glad that it, I'm glad that it produces good results because that's a lot of waste of rice, man. You know how I feel about rice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bummer for you to uh, swap, you know. But hey, so uh, dude, how about Justin Cooper though? Really rising to the occasion and doing exactly what he needed to do. Um, I mean, a, a one-one sweep is the first of his career, and it's certainly the best he's done all season long. Honestly, that's. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to believe that that's his first one-one because if you think about it, like the dude, ever since he turned pro, he's just been so fast on the podium. Like, could you imagine? Just imagine how many podium bonuses that dude has <laughs> mm-hmm. from from like the past. How many? How many years has he been pro? Four, three, four, probably four. I mean, the guy, his his start percentage and his finish percentage is super super low. I mean, he's he's been top three all of his career it seems mm-hmm. like i mean yeah he's had some bad races here and there but could you imagine just the win bonuses holy shit why don't you find out for us this week in punta cana yeah i'll just i'm gonna ask him hey dude do you know how many 
podiums he's had. Like, and then, I mean, if he if he knows, I could maybe calculate it up in my head. Oh yeah, I have this many wins. Like, that's but a, I mean, what he's on the podium every single good. round this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. What else did about two fifties? Josh Joshua Varese whole shot and led his uh, last moto. I, I, what do you guys think? Is something going to come along for that kid? They're going to try. Better, yeah, yeah. I think something better is going to come along because, like, I mean, he's one of the kids who came up and was actually good in Supercross. You know what I mean? Like a lot of guys, they struggled their first year, especially being on like a privateer bike. I think I think something good is going to come about. I mean, they might make room for him somewhere, give him some parts, do something maybe with the AEO team. You know, like I mean, I I know that that AEO team is sort of going to grow a little bit. I think with with Masterpool, so maybe they find a spot for him there, and then possibly leave him there for maybe like a like a fill-in deal. I, that's what I would like to see. He, he deserves it. Is there any buzz in the pits, Anton? Yeah, uh, I talked to Scuba a bit, and I was like, hey, good pickup on him. You know, like, that was really cool for you guys to give him a shot. And Scuba's impressed, you know, that that's exactly what they want. They want one of these guys that can come in and is familiar with the bike and knows what's going on and, and can do the work and everything. And he was super open to learning from what Scuba said. So they want to do something with him. They want to keep him. And then even talking to him yesterday, you can tell that he wants to stay with KTM. Of course. He doesn't want to just bail and go ride some other team now that he's had a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it, it's the same thing we've said about Schwartz and other guys. There's no place else really for him to go. You know, if you're a yeah. 250 guy right now and you have a team supporting you, if you have it, keep it because there's not a lot of like promise that you're going to get something else. You know, if somebody's willing to invest in you right now and you feel it's really good. You kind of got to ride it out for the next year or two just to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Any word on uh, Carson Mumford this week? I think the Barrex oh. thing. The Barrex thing is yeah. yeah. Yeah, Barrex thing is what it's looking like. Yeah. So last weekend we had the uh, we had Michael Lindsay of FXR Chaparral Honda on in uh, in, the, in the office, and we did that National MX Update show. And uh, the all of the uh, all of the uh, feedback on our YouTube channel was positive and supportive and everything. But uh, I've certainly got some backlash uh, in my DMs and text messages from uh, people on the other side of the team. Have you have you heard anything, Michael? Um, I actually I had a lot of people within the industry, like team drivers, guys that have been longtime mechanics. You know, people that have been around the sport five years, 15 years, 30 years come up to me over the weekend and go, hey, good good job on giving him a chance to say what happened. Yeah, Michael has the respect of, of everybody in the pits. You know, uh, everybody knows him. And even like what you and I said, Don, when we went into that interview, we didn't just completely like baby him. You know, we did ask him tough stuff and especially about the engine mount thing. That's That's the most important thing of all is the engine mount deal because that's what the public is so pissed about it's not so much the team mm-hmm. um but everything that i've heard was overwhelmingly positive yeah. michael even was a little bit like nervous about what was going to happen when that went public but overall i think everybody knows he did everything he tried to do to start a good team mm-hmm. he gave it his effort and and it happens you know 
So everything that I've heard has been positive, but I'm sure that you would be the one to hear more negative stuff because people, you know, aren't afraid to say that stuff to you more. Well, it was mostly, you know, Honestly, like, that's... It, it was like from uh, people on the rider side of the team. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I invited them to come forward and we'd give them a platform to tell their story too. Yeah. I, and, like, I mean, for, for the guys that are upset, we get it. You know, we, we've even said that. I talked to guys on the team last week at Paula and a little bit this weekend, too. I, I totally understand where you would be upset if you thought everything for next year was going to be okay and then it changed. Or maybe that there were some things that happened in the last, you know, 12 to 24 months that you're not happy with. And like this happened everywhere. Even Star, who just kicked ass for the last year. You know, 250 titles indoors, really ran for the championship outdoors, won a 450 title, has all these great amateur kids. The guys at Star aren't even happy. Like, not every team is going to be this idyllic thing. Everybody has these ups and downs, and it's part of it. You know, there's any team you go talk to in the pits, somebody somewhere feels like they're not getting enough attention or they're not getting paid enough or this, this, and this. Like, that's just part of it. You know what I mean? And, And sorry, but it is what it is. And we all know going into this that this is not like some get-rich-quick career path. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, it sucks. Yeah. I, and I do understand where guys would be upset, but at the same time, like, it happens at every single team. Michael's not just the one villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's... A lot of it's, you know, smoke and mirrors. Everything looks good from, from the outside looking in, but when you're in there on the inside, sometimes not everything's going perfect. You know, it's it's... I mean, I guess you could say it's the same as like, you know, you walk through the airport like I am right now. You see a hot chick walking by, you know, for every hot chick, there's a dude who's tired of banging her, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hey, I was surprised to see uh, that that nice post from Cody. Thank you, Michael, for everything. So it seems like they've. Yeah, uh, and I think, I I think Michael is, or Cody is probably the one that, um, has the most to lose right now. You know, Carson's going to be fine. Carson mm-hmm. will be good. Uh, yeah. Cody is the one, though, that really in the last year has had the most potential, and he's probably really afraid of seeing what's going to happen from here. But I think Cody's demeanor and how he's carried himself, how just excited he's been about the whole process, that he hasn't developed an ego, anything like that, Cody's going to be good, too. Like, he's cemented his place within the industry for next year now. Somebody's going to give that kid support. Somebody's going to make sure that kid's taken care of. Yeah. What's the rumors there? Is it HEP or is it Pro Circuit? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything yet. The Pro Either. Circuit thing, um, you know, who knows if Mitch is ready, ready to do that again. I think Honda, though, like Honda really wants him to go to Phoenix. Like, yeah. we'll do whatever it takes for you to do the Phoenix thing if he wants to do that. But I'd heard he doesn't want to be based on the East Coast, right? Yeah, and I had yeah. heard that they had even said that they would let stuff he could he could stay based on the West Coast and just have to yep. go to the East Coast a little bit. It just depends on what what plays out, you know. Uh, we'll see what these next few weeks bring. Yeah. So, but Hep is supposed to be a three man team next year, so there is potential there. Yeah. Wow, I think you know because he's had these great showings in the four fifty class, right? But he he himself keeps saying, "I have to go to the two fifties and prove myself." I've even talked to him before to where he said that he wanted to ride a 450 in, in Supercross. He's like, dude, like, I think there's just a lot of big shit that I could jump. You 
I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like that's kind of sketchy, but whatever, you know, hey, do you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, so with all the, uh, Title excitement in the 250 class. I think uh, Joe Shimoda's best ever finish was overshadowed a little bit, right? I mean, he got second overall. That's, I mean, I'm super happy for that kid. Yeah, I am too. You know, it's a lot of people talk about the track or the, the classes being depleted. I don't think that that 250 class is that depleted. It's still gnarly. Oh, you yeah. still have RJ. You still have, you know, Jay Coop. You still have, you know, Jared Fry. You have all these guys. You know, PC has their two guys. I don't, I don't see I don't see the 250 class being that depleted. Now the 450 class, on the other hand, maybe a little bit, but yeah, yeah. they got A Ray out. I mean, leaves yeah, the door A-Ray's wide out, open dude. for Roxon and those guys. I know, right? Like I'd pretty much just handed Francis the championship. Dude. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. yeah, right, bro. Yeah. Well, we got Joe on coming in the studio on Wednesday. I'm excited to talk to him. See what shit he talks dude. on me this time. Yeah, that yeah, was so funny when we were on the gate at one of those races, and I was trying to pump Carson up. It was in Unadilla, uh-huh. and I was like, I, I just, I, was, I told Carson, I was like, dude, all these people, all these dudes to your right and to your left, like they're all pussies, dude. Just get the whole shot. Joe just turns over, he's like, I know pussy, <laughs> you pussy, I know pussy, you pussy. It's uh, awesome. Okay, so. Hey, it- it is so cool to see how popular Joe is getting. And like that he like we I said this even a couple times this summer, but dude, like people at the podium start like cheering for Joe, they're calling him sushi, like all that stuff. He is really beginning like becoming this like fan favorite. And it I, I thought it was like, all right, it's because he's on the podium here or here or here, you know, and the people are just gonna cheer for whoever's on the podium. Yeah. No, dude, they they know who Joe is. Like totally. and that and is you know so what? cool. You know what's that funny is, so cool. is have you caught other people Using like Joe and I's like little inside joke, okay, period. Oh, everyone a little bit. That. Yeah, like like that was like you know because Joe's demeanor texting and everything. And that's his his reply on me was always okay. So you know I do that to him and I would put it everywhere on his comments and stuff. And I see other people doing it too now. I love it. I think he needs a okay butt patch, right? Yeah, he even had a little vlog at, at Paula. Like, I thought that was cool. I mean, yeah. I sat there and watched it. You know, I, mean, I didn't understand a single damn thing he was saying, and I can't really read subtitles <laughs> that well. So, <laughs> but I mean, I still thought it was cool. You know, how you you have this kid that's coming from a different country. You know, he he's, he just you know spends his whole life in America now, and it's cool to see like the people from here accept that. You know what I mean, and and really run with it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> 450s, a little bit uh, anticlimactic, obviously, because Dylan wrapped it up last weekend. But there was the Tomac Roxon title fight, and that ended really quick in the first turn of the second moto. But how was watching the 450s, Anton? Was it kind of like, got to get these two motos done so we can watch 250s and what happens? Mm, kind of, but I also was like, Cooper was fast as qualifier, which never happens. You know, so he was like, he was fun to watch all day, you know, just to see how he was going. Uh, I really wanted to see EY in his last ride on that Cowie. Mm -hmm. Um, Second moto, he was coming until he fell. And, you know, he he was in front of Cooper for a bit. And I didn't know he went down until the lead guys came around like Kenny and Dylan. And then I was waiting for EY and he wasn't there. And then Cooper came around and then EY finally came around and there was some dirt on his shoulder. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And so that kind of did kill some of the buzz, especially after Dillard grabbed the lead and then just started hauling in yeah. 450 Moto 1. But like, even still, you're like, all right, well, there's still that Kenny EY championship thing that's going to go into the last round. And then when they all went down in the second moto, like, that was pretty heavy uh, to see Ken think that he had a broken foot, like, right mm -hmm. away. I was like, oh, dude, that sucks. Because Ken needs, he's the guy the most that needs to, like, have a nice reset through the offseason. Mm -hmm. um, and so to see that, I was like, oh, dude, that that's a bummer. But then he was around the podium after the race was over, and he's not hurt. You know, he might have just sprained his foot. So that was cool. But then to watch Eli just, I mean, twist the throttle was awesome. The, yeah. They added some whoops in, like in Memorial to uh, the Washougal guys. Like, there's a real cool dynamic between Washougal and, and Hangtown. Mm -hmm. And so they added these, like, Washougal whoops in. Eli was wheel tapping them, and I just stood there for, like, three laps and watched him. I'm like, that's a bad dude. Like, <laughs> that was fucking awesome to see just how he was doing it and just how he was riding. So the little stuff that you know that was happening behind the scenes, Eli's rest, last ride. Cooper kind of coming on, Dylan going down in the first turn to running back Dude, to get the overall win. That, that was kind of awesome. stuff where you're like, okay, this is badass. Like there is some excitement still in this last one. It was it was much more fun to watch than than Fox Raceway was last week. Like mm -hmm. Fox Raceway might have been the least excited I think I've ever seen anybody at the national. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, uh, Chase and I are talking. Where is Crans going, and who's Eli's mechanic at Star? So they have not figured out who his mechanic is going to be. Uh, Kranz is going to become in-house at Cowie, so he's going to be off the road. And understandable, you know, he's been doing it for well over a decade now. I, yeah. I want to say like 15-something years. Um, so he's going to be in-house guy. And it's time. You know, his kids are getting older. He wants to be around them more. He even said that to me a couple weeks ago. He's like, you know, they're starting to do stuff, and I want to be around to see it. And that that's cool. So it comes a time for all those guys. Uh, so Kranz will be in-house. Uh, with Jason Anderson going there, they got a new mechanic. So it's our boy Rango that mm -hmm. used to be um, Malcolm's mechanic for so long. So good for Jason and Jason to get paired up like that. That'll be a cool dynamic. Uh, at Star, though, they don't know yet. Uh, this is part of the you know, off-season staffing turnover of who's going to get what because Keith, uh, Keith, who had been AP's mechanic for so long, is done. He's going to move back home to the Northeast and uh, work for – the Grondles and restore a bunch of bikes that they have. So mm -hmm. he's not going to be at star anymore. Um, Peanut's still going to be with, with Dylan. So mm -hmm. Alex Campbell's going to stay there. And then Rankin is leaving. Rankin's going to yeah. go be crew chief over at Rocky mountain KTM. So oh. there's a lot of like balls up in the You're, air right now of who's going to get what. Is Jelly staying? Josh? I don't know. I, I had heard that too. I had heard that a little bit, but yeah. it seemed more like, Hey, let's, let's try to get this championship and enjoy his birthday on Saturday than it was. Anything yeah. Else. Yeah. But the, the, like, like I said a minute ago, the whole star thing, uh, the dynamic of all these guys having to move and the, the expectation that comes with working on that team. That's a, that's going to be a big thing to watch this off season. Um, and I even told, I even told Seth this yesterday or Saturday, they were all pretty bummed that they didn't win that championship. Like they really thought, especially after, the way the first moto went like, wow, Justin's got a fighting chance in this. Yeah. And, uh, they were bummed to not have it, but we were talking, I'm like, Hey, you know, if anything, this is going to give you guys a fight. Like it's going to put that hunger back in you. Cause if you had just dominated all year, you would go into next year kind of like, see, look how good we are. Now you guys know, like there's something to fight for. Like we're going to get better. We're going to do this stuff and look how talented their roster is. And I think with everything that they have going on behind the scenes, that desire is going to, block out all the other shit that they got mm -hmm. yeah 
You know what's gnarly is that like, like I texted with Seth this morning. It's like he can't even like reflect on winning the 450 title and take a break. He's at the shop right now, and they're moving trucks are coming tomorrow and Wednesday, and he's mm -hmm. just psycho Jeez. right now, packing up the shop. And I mean, you know how much shit was packed in that little shop. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. So gnarly. It's like season's over. Oh, here comes the real shit work, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think Star is the team that's going to have the most changes, right? Because of A, because of the move, and B, because of the COVID vaccine requirements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and PC's like, got a couple mechanics leaving too, right? Or at least one? Uh, and two for sure. Coulter is yeah. gone. Uh, Coulter is going to be like a. I think he's going to work for a trucking company there in Corona. And then yeah. Ollie, uh, Forkner's mechanic, is going to go be Barsha's mechanic at Gas Gas. Hmm. Uh, and hmm. then on top of that, too, there is still some some stuff going on behind the scenes. Like, you know, Stars lose the mechanics. PC's going to lose a couple. TLD's got some stuff where they had to hire some people to come in. Like, almost every team in the pits, I think, has somebody new coming in or out. You know, KTM, uh, Jade is leaving. Like, Jade Dungey is leaving Honda, uh, which is yep. Sexton to go over to KTM to be with AP. Um, so there's everywhere somebody's moving some kind of job, you know, there's a lot to see this year. And I, th I still think that we're not going to know who's going where or who's got what for probably like another two or three weeks, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would say it's, a, there's a pretty good demand for, for mechanics right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is weird to say because usually it's the other way around. Everyone's like always, I don't know. I feel like trying to find a job and then now it's like there's some jobs open mm -hmm. it's a gnarly job man it is gnarly you know we had uh alex campbell Francis's mechanic in on the show last week and dude I, I really really enjoyed that that interview we had with him i think chase you did too just to hear yeah, his story awesome. about how he went to <laughs> went to mmi and you know the steps he took to get to where he is now and I thought it was really interesting. I mean, I think, you know, some of our listeners just want to hear from riders and such, but uh, I was I was very intrigued by his story, and I think it'll be a good episode. So uh, we're going to try to get Seth in later this week as well to uh, find out how he went from, I mean, can we say, like, he was man friend, and then he was trainer, and now he's team manager. It's quite a, yeah. Totally. <laughs> and, he, and he's doing a good job over there, too. I mean, like, that's a tough job. You have to juggle a lot of stuff over there, especially at Star. Whenever you have so many riders, so many mechanics. I mean, props to him. You know, I mean, I feel like he's going ninety to nothing the whole time. Mm -hmm. It's just wide open. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else? Anything else good up there, Anton? Um. I like heart the. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, right? heart raft fifth, fifth overall, dude. That is <laughs> sick. Yeah, yeah. top this season off, you know, like he he was stoked yesterday, so it's good for him. Yeah, good for him. I mean, uh, good for Surrey. Good for a lot of. Uh, yeah. Good for Anstey. Like there were a lot of dudes that that result was perfect timing for them to get hyped up for next year. Yeah, did yeah, Surrey get seventh the overall? Two weekends. Yeah, eight eight. I think eight eight for seventh. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something that's, like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's a nine five one local right yeah. there. That's a Swap Moto Live local. Yeah. You know, we need to get him in this week, huh? He's just down the street. Should, yeah. He carpooled the studio with me. I mean, he's one of those kids who came up super fast, good amateur, like went six for six at Loretta's. 
you know, and then he had some good rides on some teams and stuff. And then like sort of, he's always been a good rider, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, yeah, he fell off a little bit there, but like now I feel like with the, the full season that he did, I mean, hell, he's, it looked like he could be back, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, he had a star ride at one point as an amateur, you know, like even if yeah. it was just a little bit of sport, like he was, he was affiliated with those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to see the career path that Ryan took, kind of out there but good to see that he's doing it his way and he's comfortable and like full props to him for that dude's a, a racer warrior. man that dude is a, he's racer. a racer he's badass yeah. yeah any type of race you name it he's there he'll <laughs> do it canadian yeah mm-hmm. um hey a couple guys that we didn't mention like even in the 250 class uh tanner ward came down from canada so that was cool uh just to see him and he was getting some support from the honda guys He's quick, you know, that, that kid's really good. Um, Darian Sanai was down, but I don't really remember. I don't even know if I saw Darian, to be honest. Like, it was just one of those days where everything was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, you know, cool to see just a mix of everybody because that was, that was, there was a lot of excitement for that last day, the last race of the year. And I think even a couple people, like, even though there had been five in a row, people were like, oh, man, you know, Sucks we're going to have to stop because, like, we're just now getting into it. Like, we could keep going. We could keep this. Like, the excitement of racing still made people want to do it, even though we've been going for 29 weeks. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hey, Anton, did they still have that damn hay bale wall outside the first turn? Of course. Of course. Oof. Did I you, did clear. You, did, you, did you glance over the hay bale stakes and, you know, pour one out for me? <laughs> I stood, I stood uh, on the backside of that berm, so I saw all of those hay bales, and I'm like, I'm not going up there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I, there, like, other stuff, just, like, all that stuff at Hangtown, and you think about that, like, I'm like, God damn, Don, like, you really did that. I can't believe it. <laughs> Let it all hang out at Hangtown. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one last thing that I would say too, uh, the the one guy that I think a lot of people have written off, and who knows how he's going to be until next year, but I'm very interested to see what Austin Forkner does in these next few months, and then how he comes back into next year, because we had like a very uh, like candid conversation after we did How Was Your Weekend, and he he straight up said like you know three injuries and all that stuff and everything that he has had over the last few years have really messed him up. Hi, Swap Moto Live listeners. This is Alex Martin. At Arai, every helmet is handcrafted with dedication to pursue gains and protection, and that is exactly why I choose to race in an Arai helmet. This lifeblood of obsession with protection is driven by a single shareholder and runs through every person who builds an Arai helmet. This is what sets Arai apart. This is Arai. Who does Ken Roxon, Jay Sexton, Hunter Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, Mitch Evans, and four-time world champion Tim Geiser turned to for power. Yoshimura, since 1954. Since 2005, Risk Racing has been a leading innovator within the motocross industry, all while doing it in their own unique way. Whether you are looking for the premier motocross transport system, the Lock and Load Pro, or the EZ Utility Jug, the fuel can of choice, for me, SGB Racing's Alex Ray, Risk Racing is there to be your go-to motocross shopping destination. Head over to riskracing.com today and see their entire product line. Use code SWAP at checkout to receive 15% off the entire purchase. Hey everyone, Don Moyetta here. 
Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next, cleaning air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey, what's up guys? This is Connor Erickson, but you probably know me best as Buttery Films. Temecula T-Shirt Printers handles all of my merch needs and also services many other big players in motocross. Whether you're starting a brand or just want some team t-shirts printed, there's no one that does better work or has a service as good as these guys. Check them out online at TemeculaT-ShirtPrinters.com. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at GuiltlessFoodCo.com. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. Yeah, yeah. Forkner's just going to take some time off. Like he told me, he's like, hey, I'm not, I'm not even going to touch a motorcycle for a couple weeks, maybe a month or so, and mm. just try to get back to it. He goes, you know, when I did my ACL a couple years ago, I didn't really think too much about that injury. He goes, and then when I did my stomach, you know, and, and for, depending on who you talk to, that almost killed that kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I didn't think about that either. I just put it to the side, didn't think anything about it. He goes, but then when I did my collarbone this year, he goes, the, the severity of everything hit. He goes, you know, then I knew like, oh shit, what am I, 
Like, what am I going to do now? There's nothing else for me to work on. I did everything that I thought I was supposed to do. And now this happens because I made a stupid mistake and came up and put short on a jump. Mm -hmm. He's like, but I'm going to take this time off and I'm going to really, uh, get back to wanting to be a motorcycle racer and like enjoy what I'm doing. And yeah, I, he has I to, think that he has that's going to gonna come back for next year. He has to have some level of burnout right now. Right. Cause. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see Austin. I know a lot of people don't like him and everything. And there's even been times where I'm just like, wow, he's quite the uh, confident little guy, but you can't <laughs> deny that that kid's badass. Like, mm -hmm. I, and I really think that he could be the dark horse going into next year that a lot of people don't think about. You know, Jeremy's good, Justin's good, Hunter's good, uh, Jet's good. You know, we know those guys are good, Joe's good, but Austin's been the guy that everybody has really uh, maybe put down a step or so, and he's going to be the guy that has the control of his destiny to get back there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Hey, Don, I'm about to board uh, the flight, but I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who did participate with the sketchy merch. <laughs> um and you know that bought a shirt that got a free shirt i sent out a bunch of jerseys i sent out some number plates i sent out all kinds of stuff so thank you guys for that it, it was amazing so, yeah you sold out good. right yes i did <clears throat> i did but i have uh i actually do have uh, a shirt a hoodie and a hat coming out here pretty soon um hopefully whenever i get back from vacay yeah we'll, uh, we'll do that um you know maybe we'll do a giveaway you know so uh yeah well, uh, yeah, I like it. So if you haven't already, head over to alexray.co and get yourself some T-shirts, hats, beanies, whatever you want, you know? Yeah. I saw some we got our birthday, Ray. I saw there people wearing so uh, a lot of tank tops. Saw people so wearing sketchy merch in Alabama. Yeah. I mean, although it is it is the end of summer, it's still a little bit warm outside. So I do have a bunch of tank tops. So mm. get yourself a tank top. Hey, I met a guy that lives in your sand pit or something. Yeah, um, so that sand pit that I have in my house that I trained at last year at Loretta's, or um, before Loretta's, that's, like, I used to own that sand pit, right? Mm -hmm. And we had a track there from the time I was, like, 10 on. And then uh, he was actually, he actually pretty much raised me, that guy. <laughs> Which is funny because, you know, my dad was always working and everything, and uh, he would actually pick me up from school, and we would just go ride, you know, while my dad was at work, we'd go ride till dark. And, uh, yeah, he was a big part of growing up. His name is Brent Brush. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's married with a kid now. Um, and he wanted his kid to sort of have that same thing that I had. Yeah. So, yeah, he bought the, he bought the land at uh, that, that sand pit, built a nice, beautiful house up on top of the hill. Mm -hmm. And now he has the track. And he's the one who has all the equipment and everything who made it, like, sick now. You know, like, it's <sighs> badass now. I mean, he did all of that, you know, for his kid. And, uh, you know, his kid made Loretta's this year and, you know, his kid's getting better. Tate Brush. And he is, he's so funny, man. He's country than corn, too. That <laughs> kid is hilarious. Yeah. So it's, they're a good group of people and they're awesome. Yeah. And he's I got every I single would, bike a kid could want that age, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, he wants, you know, he wants the best for his kid, which is awesome. And, uh, I mean, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be the dirt bike rider that I am today. So, I mean, yeah. you know, he picked me up from school all those times. And, you know, my dad took him to all the races with us and everything. That's so, cool. Uh, yeah. That's He's true. a good dude. Cool. Did you see a lot of sketchy merch there? <clears throat> yeah, I did. And there was that one girl that, you know, she had a twinkle in her eye. 
Oh my gosh, bro! There's no way. There's no way. You're lying. Oh, you know what? Chase, Chase and I are uh, getting ready to like film a start, and there's a dad behind a, a little racer. He's all Don, oh, yeah. Don, and it was a little breezy. He goes Don. Hey, it's kind of windy now. <laughs> Chase oh, and I just cracking up. Hey, hey. Speaking of, speaking of embarrassing shit, fuck you, Don, for posting that picture of me in the dress on your Instagram. <laughs> fuck you. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know. You know, someone asked for the most embarrassing area photo I had in that. Does you know, anyone have any embarrassing photos of Don? I would love to see them. Don, I, 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 throw Don them out, I put them out there myself, dude. Come on. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask Don for some photos. We need, we need some stuff for you. You know, if you, you know, don't like, make fun of yourself, you got shit. You got shit on Anton. You got shit on me. I haven't seen much embarrassing stuff from Chase. I feel like Chase, he's a, he's a pretty straight, straight. I try and guy. keep it together. There you go. But yeah, me and <laughs> me and Anton, we venture off a little in the left field sometimes. So. Yeah, that's where the fun's at. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey Ray, bef before you go, while we got you here, uh, we gotta tell Don happy birthday. Happy birthday to our fearless leader. Yeah, we gotta sing it. Yeah. No, I'm not singing. Should we? Yeah, happy we gotta sing at the end of the podcast. Happy birthday. Put that in the airport. How old are you, Don? Like sixty. Sixty-four. Holy shit! Yeah, someone texted me this morning. Like, damn, you got those. Asian, those, those Asian jeans where you look, look look young, you know. Yeah, someone texted me this morning and was like, "How old are you? 60 now?" And I'm all 61, bro. No, 53, Dang. 53, dude, 53. But I feel 35. There you go. There you go. You uh, you do you do you have to use the blue pills or, or are you good still? No, like, I, don't, I don't know that, the whole age on that, you know. It's still solid, bro. <laughs> okay, all right. I like that. I like that. The blue pills. Sick. Well, dude, I'm not take them out of you know fun, you know. Like, I, I, you know. Well, dude, I was told that it helps with cycling. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know the that. Blood flow. Yeah, which like, is weird. I would think all that, all the blood would just rush to your fucking pee pee, and then you just faint. But I mean, yeah. hey, yeah. What do I know? Yeah, what's his name? Osho told me you just don't look at any girls, Don. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at any girls. Yeah. Just, I just. uh just think about bad things happen to your family. Oh, yeah. That's it. Bad things. Think of a killer with a knife to her head. All right. Hey, Ray, have a good time in Punta Cana, man. Uh, when are you back? All right. Thank you. Uh, I think I get back like next Sunday or Monday, and then I'll fly out the following day um, to Colorado. So, yeah. yeah. Sucks. But... Well, your phone ought to work down there. Mine did, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It should be good. So you got, you got, right. uh, you got your lady friend with you? Yeah, I got a lady friend with me. All right, well, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, take it easy, A-Ray. We'll see you. Later, A-Ray. Later, A-Ray. So, uh, so, Anton, <clears throat> meeting Major East was this weekend. Chase and I were out there, and uh, it's funny because I was kind of pissed at first because I had asked Jared from Backyard where we should get our hotel, and he said Auburn, right? And so I got this hotel in Auburn, and we figured out that we passed the track, you know, from the airport and had to come back like 40 minutes, but it ended up being a cool place. Um, like Auburn where the college is? Yeah. 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 Oh, and you're in like, did you see just crazy football stuff all weekend? Yeah. Not really. Well, no, I mean, there's games all over and, yeah, you know, the town was obviously all about the school. Yeah, that's cool. 
That's cool. It's 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 cool down there. That was the first time you guys had ever been to that track, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, there there was a couple bike intros there before, and I know one I had a broken collarbone, so I didn't go, and the other one I just had a bad attitude, so I sent Foster. But uh, <laughs> I wish that I had gone. And I I mean I'm like, dude, I'm gonna adopt a little kid next year and uh, do the father son race if I have to. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a fun track. I've ridden there before. It's a it's a really good layout. Yeah. Did you go for a bike intro, or have you ridden just there on your own? I just rode there on my own. Yeah, man. What a what a cool facility. I think. I think mm-hmm. that place. I wouldn't know what to do with all that dirt. There's like no hard pack anywhere on it. <clears throat> yeah, it's fun, and and I like. I know a lot of people want a national to go there, and you could probably see this after going. It's oh, a yeah. really good place. Like it would be an all-time national track, but like just the pits and the parking aren't there. Yeah. You know. Yep. That I, that's the only thing, and I'm sure even for you know how big the turnout was for mini major, I'm sure you guys saw like that place was, you know, big. But it, it's a whole other thing to have yeah. thousands of people there and factory semis and stuff like that. Well, in COVID, they could probably pull it off. Yeah, without without as many fans, but uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, man. I guess first on the list because it's what I've been flapping my lips about. But the food in Auburn was off the hook, so. Uh, yeah, if you're gonna go to uh, Monster Mountain, Stan Auburn, all the restaurants are super good. And they had Yingling on tap at this one Korean restaurant we had to went on. It tastes better off tap. Ooh. It does. It <laughs> does. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, the mini major was super cool. I think uh, 600 and some odd racers. Uh, the thing, man, I noticed the most out there is like the people are nice, and they're like so happy to be at the races. You don't hear. You don't hear anyone protesting anyone and talking shit on other kids. You don't have dads arguing, and you know you don't hear kids talking back. I mean, it was it's a whole different atmosphere, I think, than one of our West mini majors. Yeah, I could see that. I could, and I think we even kind of noticed that last year when we went down to Georgia. There are big races and stuff, but it's the same big races that they've been doing forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, to have some kind of like new blood come in. Not, nothing against those other races, but to have a new event come in that has a whole different approach to the way we go about it, uh, especially with Aaron and Craig and everybody over on the SWAT Motor Race Series, like, I, I, I'm sure as a kid, that's got to be so fun, you know? And then to to have Chad and have all those people come out, like his whole family, have Seven there, have these other, you know, groups you never see, I think that has to make it pretty exciting and different than just the standard, you know, local race or big amateur race. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. everyone seemed pretty happy. Even like uh Roger had that Ride Unlimited team out there that he helps out and uh so they had the full semi out there and and Roger had a couple kids who he supports that aren't aren't on the team. He he's like, "Yeah, just come hang out under the tent, put your bike under there, like pit under the rig." And I talked to those parents and they were beyond like stoked about it and the kids were just taking photos of the rig and everything like you can imagine you you got this full like factory feel right <laughs> yeah yeah dude speaking of factory feel though chad's he still got the same like rig from you know last year racing himself yeah and i think what how many bikes were in his tent chase like six More. dude too many i mean all these identically prepared you know there's a e5 there's a 65 there's a 50 and there's 85 Man. He just buys number 22 backgrounds on bulk. Yeah. Yeah, all his <laughs> kids run 22. Um, yeah, they're so dialed. They all have, like, the uh, all the sticker placement and, on their helmets, you know, the CBDMD and 
Mountain Motorsports and all that stuff. And, Arma. And what's <laughs> what's Nobby? He's got Nobby on his helmet. I don't know. Uh, it's an underwear company uh, from Australia. Oh, okay. But yeah. uh, they do they do a couple other things like they do some shirts and stuff like that. But they're really like a big underwear company. Mm-hmm. They try to do like uh, like the moto socks and all that. Yeah, they're pretty good though. They're, they look pretty good. Yeah. So Chad's got Tate, Kaya, and uh, Pace out there. <laughs> it seemed like he was in staging or walking around the track cheering. Dude cheering his kids on like all day it was like non-stop i, I saw chad cross paths with chad like 20 times yesterday it felt like that's cool i you know what and for chad too like a guy that's done everything he's done it all you know to see him want to be at an amateur race and the kids want to be at an amateur race is is awesome and i even you know put it on his instagram like i appreciate them coming out there that that's so cool that's so cool for us it really gives us some legitimacy but for just as a race fan, you see a racer that's made millions of dollars and done everything, and he still wants to be at the track with his kids. That's so badass. Yeah, and, and he told me that it was realistically his first, the kids' first motocross race. I guess they did some like small like arena cross style race, you know, previously. But he said it was nothing like this. But uh, yeah, and then <laughs> for him to get out there in the father son race and rip on Tate's uh, KTM eighty five was pretty amazing too. That's cool. But uh, I don't know. All in all, Mini Major was a great race. Uh, Aaron and his crew did a great job. Um, I know that Chase and I are whooped right now from walking around that place for three days. I think I got the sniffles. Probably from, uh, dude, everyone in Alabama has air conditioning on like fucking 60 degrees wide open. Yeah. Because it's so hot there. So going from the hot to the cold, I don't know. Oh, and allergies too. Like a whole different allergies. Yeah. Yeah, I've got mosquito bites up and down my legs. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Well, uh, what are you going to do with yourself this week? You got no uh, race to prepare for on the weekend. Oh, imagination. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to imagination. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I leave tomorrow morning. Sorry about the dog. Uh, I leave tomorrow morning to go over to Fort Scott, Kansas for the Red Bull Free Ride Competition. Yeah. Tyler Beerman, you know, started putting together last year. I'm super excited about that. Because, um, yeah. you know, we, nobody got to go last year. It was just a Red Bull only thing because of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But they invited us this year. And I think that's cool. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. It's a bunch of guys that I really respect and have a lot of, like, history with. Like, to see Josh Hill and Beerman, Ryan Sykes going to hit a quarter pipe, Jimmy Hill, like, Colby Raha, it, it, that's going to be a stack contest. I'm excited to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, there, uh, I want to go ride more. You know, I got some stuff, some races coming up that I want to do, but, you know, I'll be in California in a month again with you guys and it's kind of going about it. So e- even though it's over, you know, even though the race season's over, I still think I'm going to be really busy. Mm-hmm. Well, cool, man. Uh, I guess I'm going to. We're going to sign off here. I'm going to edit this podcast and get to my mini major content. But guys, you ought th- to just leave. Uh, you ought to just leave the air conditioning conversation in there. So you can <laughs> a shout out for Scott Mumford. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. But uh, anyway, everyone, thanks for listening to the uh, Kickstart podcast uh, presented by Pro Taper. Uh, on behalf of Chase Curtis, Mike Antonovich, and the already departed Alex Ray, uh, I'm signing off. We'll talk to you next week. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. 
Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.